Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tangible Thoughts Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bailey. I always want to say host, Caitlin. (laughs) I always want to say host instead of you can say host. I think at that point, like you're hosting this episode, it makes sense. But we're co-hosts. It's fine. You could say you're the queen of this podcast, and I would bow down. I'm the queen of the world. I'll be the court jester. (laughs) Yeah, right. You'd poke my eyes out. I'd be making jokes. <laughs> and that's why I you have a podcast. funny jokes, but I'd be making them. Um, all right. It's my turn to make a joke today, though, so calm down. This week, yeah, I'm yeah. the gesture. Um, I got another kind of long one. I had a little bit of a long story kind of one last one last week. Um, and okay. this week's is for the holiday coming up. We have Halloween, so it's a Halloween-themed joke. All right, ready, guys? (laughs) I think it's a pretty funny one. Okay, so, and if you've heard it before, act like you haven't. And Nun gets into a cab and notices that the driver can't stop staring at her. She asks, why are you staring? And he says, I have a question that I need to ask you, but I don't want to offend you. Have you heard this? Familiar at all? No. Okay. No. The nun says, my dear son, you can't offend me when you're as old as I am and you've been a nun as long as I have. You've like seen and heard everything. So I'm sure there's nothing you could say that I would find offensive. Um, The driver like stopped for a minute and then says, well, it's like this. I've always had a fantasy to have a nun perform oral sex on me. I forgot this is inappropriate. Here we go. The nun says, (laughs) "Okay, well, let's see what we can do about it. There are two conditions, though. First, you have to be single. And second, you have to be Catholic. The cab driver gets excited and he's like, yeah, I'm single and I'm Catholic. And so the nun says, all right, pull into the next alley. So the cab driver does it and then the nun goes ahead and fulfills his fantasy. They go back on the road and start driving in and the cab driver starts crying. The nun sees it and says, my dear child, pray tell, why are you crying? The cab driver says, you must forgive me, sister. I have sinned. I lied to you. I must confess that I'm married and I'm also Jewish. The nun laughs and says... That's okay. My name is Kevin, and I'm on my way to a Halloween party. (laughs) I hate it, but I love it. (laughs) I I like. I knew that the punchline was gonna be that the nun was just dressed up to go to a Halloween party, but like that was still funny. Like the delivery was still good. I liked it. I liked it. Do you want any short Happy ones, Halloween. short nasties, or are you good? Oh no, you could say as many as you want. I like jokes. Okay, jokes just just a couple, just a couple, because they okay, they okay. get real disturbing. Um, okay. mm, man, mm, I'm so sorry. Why don't you ever have an unexpected pregnancy when you're dating a vampire? <laughs> Why? They can't come inside without asking for permission. <laughs> there's some good vampire jokes out there i've got to say that one was good because like i was trying really hard to think and i was like because they disappear and like <laughs> that was a good one they're pretty good um there's also some really gross ones that i just don't even want to say uh what's a vampire's favorite part of sex Mm, period sex ejaculating <laughs> like meh, mine meh. was funnier <laughs> mm, okay 
Oh, goodness. Oh, what is it like to be kissed by a, ba- a vampire? Mm. You got this one. You it? got this one. What is it like to be kissed by a vampire? I don't know. It's a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be something cute. So I was like, oh, like, what? I don't know. No. And then. Not if I'm no. saying it. It's just a pain in the neck. A pain in the neck, like rolling this music. Okay. I did. I did. All right. All right. Should we get everything out in the open right now? Well, it depends on what you mean. Welcome to our new listeners because we know we have some. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's so many of you guys out there. I was excited. We are so excited. I was excited when I saw other countries for the first time. And, you know, I obviously shouted them out with the trash can episode. But, man, we are getting some some listeners. Yeah. So, you know, we took it a step further the last few weeks. And we got a social media manager. But we also started to, like, learn a little bit more as well as just utilize the features on the applications themselves. Mm-hmm. And we gained 500 followers on instagram out of like it feels like thin air tiktok we you know we're climbing in our followers we're only at 60 which is amazing because just last week we were at like 40 so that's exciting and then on top of it we finally tonight right before we record this episode hit a thousand views on one video that is now up to 1300 and climbing but yeah, like we we haven't had the followers so much on TikTok, but the views are really what's coming. And so obviously with that will come everything else. And I think part of getting those 500 on Instagram and all the views on TikTok and the interactions on TikTok is where it's driving the listeners. So that's pretty cool. It's cool to see like that we're into these analytics and we're learning how to make them what we want them to be and to make it our career. So it's fun. Right. And it's like... It's not just that, but like we're also learning about demographics right now because we got asked um, a really good question by the social media manager that we brought on as well as one of um, my, you know, our friends, <laughs> my old roommate. Um, and then it's, you know, what's your demographic? And we're like, uh, people that like us. Mm-hmm. And so I think at least for myself, that was never something I really like looked into. I just kind of was like, oh, we're going to make a podcast and have fun. And, you know, we're really in this to make this our career, but not just our career, but like a career that impacts people and connects people together and creates a community of just like kind hearted people trying to figure out life and, you know, just be alone, but not be alone. Yeah, but like and that's all great. And I think it's amazing that we started out that way, but it's nice that we actually have the business part of it behind it now. You know, it's not just like we want to start this business and we want to podcast. We want to have fun. It's like we're starting it. We're learning how it goes and we're making it happen. You know, we're taking like more of the control of it instead of it just being this destiny kind of thing. Like we obviously have always from the beginning believed in manifesting. And I think there's some part of manifesting where you put in the work, right? It's not just like, I believe in myself, like you have to put in some of the work. And so I think that we figured out what that looks like and we're, you know, getting that formula down. 
Yeah, and like I think what's cool about it is um so since we have new people, we'll kind of give you like a I guess like a background a little bit too. So we started this journey back in like I think February mm-hmm. and our podcast format itself is still growing and learning and it's going to change uh based on what you guys want to hear honestly, but um it was vastly different. We had horrible audio. And oh my gosh. it was mainly us just <laughs> we didn't so show our bad. faces, didn't have our names. Like we had a two year old like, looking icon. <laughs> <laughs> and like we sat there and we were like, we're gonna try this, but we would do these check in episodes and it was all about like how was your week? And it was, you know, stuff we always talk about just off camera, off mic. And um but it was more about like how are you learning to believe in yourself in a way? How are you learning to manifest your life? And then from February to now, it's been so amazing, I think, to see the growth of just, like you're saying, like the business side of things, but also just what does it mean to podcast? What are we wanting out of this? And do we want to make this our career? And we've been saying since February that by December, we're going to make it. By December, we're going to have a direction that this can be our career. And I think that for me, and I want to know what you think too, Bailey, but like for me, seeing you guys being able to grow this community that we're building just in real time right now is like affirming mm-hmm. that like this is going to happen and we're going to do it with you guys. I don't know. That's No, yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think that like um, a part of a manifesting is investing in yourself and like uh, going beyond the belief. And so I think we're finally doing that part of it too. It's just like doing the research is investing in yourself and like the way you would journal that's investing in yourself it's not just saying like oh I need to get some help or oh I need to do better or oh I want to like look into chakras or divine feminine like it's more than just saying you want to do it and actually doing it and so I love that like we can see that growth because we are doing what we we're making those things tangible tangible thoughts you know they were thoughts more so the beginning and every single day we make them more more and more tangible um and so that's really cool we're like and if and if you're here just because Bailey posted some TikToks where you really see heavy cleavage, that's okay too. <laughs> Which I didn't even just throw that out there. didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caitlin was like, or no, what did I what did I say first? I was like, oh, maybe they're following because what what was the reason I even said? I said something really just like wildly so lighthearted, like they're following because they like flowers, like something like that. And she was like, maybe it's because you yeah. posted your titties, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> You could be so right. <laughs> For real, though. That's how you know you have, like, big boobs. You're just like, I forgot that these attract people. They're just there. Like, <laughs> They've been there so long. I'm like, ugh. I- well, it's because, oh, I know what you said. It's because I made a comment. I said, oh, we've, we're really upping, like, our male, our oh, male yeah, audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, maybe it's because that last person that followed us said that they were going to repost it. And they have mainly, like, men following them. And I, then that's when I said, maybe it's because you posted your titties. Yeah. 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 Because honestly, um, I've seen some like thirst traps of girls, a lot of thirst traps on TikTok. And mm. it's mostly the girls that are like always liking, commenting, reposting. And like the stats show that it's like 70. I don't know where I saw this before, but it was like 78% of mm-hmm. women replay other hot women on TikTok. So I didn't even think about it being men. I don't know. And also, I love that that's what the stats are. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I mean, that's our long-winded thank you. And we're really excited that uh, we're doing this with you guys. Super long-winded. So, yeah. Um, um, so, let's jump into it. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. 
Okay. If you didn't listen to the last episode because you're one of the new listeners, go listen. Well, okay. So we're going to post two this week. I'm just putting it out there right now. We're going to have two coming up this week because we recorded last week and didn't put it up yet. Um, One day we'll get a recording Ah. and posting schedule. (laughs) Don't worry about that. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't put ours up last week because, you know, we're so busy growing in so many avenues that it's really tough to do it all. Um, and we also are still working full time. So that that's just the reality of like this. Con- oh, oh, my God. I worked freaking a 14 hour day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Monday. That's what we do. We work with humans in the human health and human services, social services field. So it's like it requires a lot of your mental capacity and a lot of your just actual time. Um, but anyway, we'll have two up this week for you guys. And so listen to both of those, not just this one, because this will be the second one we post. But this is going to have my update of my sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Oh, my God. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm all oh. I'm all about a follow up. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say I was putting on my socks before work the other day and I realized that I, I, I told you guys all that I was a sock, sock, shoe, shoe, tie, tie girl, but that's not true because I don't wear socks. I put on these socks because I had thrifted these new like winter boots and so I didn't want to put my raw foot into these shoes I thrifted, even though I cleaned them. I still was like, no, I thrifted them. But on a general basis, I don't wear socks. I don't wear socks, so I'm just a shoe-shoe girl. I barely even ever have to tie them. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to say that, I'm a no-shoe person. You said that already. Also, you said- I know, but I wasn't given the chance to just say that as my answer. That's true. I did. Okay, since we're on the topic of shoes. um. Oh, my gosh. Vans have their version of crocs mm. and i have a pair with my boyfriend he bought them for us we match and it is cool i love it sauna shoes for the gym if i could rehab like if i needed to pick a username gun to my head right now and i had to recreate all my usernames on everything social media it would be croc lover one two three I would say, did you see my pinky toe through the hole in my shoe? That would be One, two, that three. would be my password, Caitlin's pinky toe. <laughs> and if they're like, you need more characters, I'd be like, Caitlin's pinky toe out of her toms. <laughs> that would be to give you guys the the gist of that. Um, I almost just knocked everything off my desk. I had a heart attack. That was scary. But to give context about the shoe part, um. I chronically wear shoes to the point that like they're falling off my feet and anybody that sees me in life points it out and nine times out of 10, it gets to the point where my pinky toe can be shown through like the fabric and uh, then I get bullied into throwing them away, but I just really have a hard time with like getting rid of my shoes. Yeah, you do like a really hard time specifically Tom's and Converse. Well, but all of this aside from our gratefulness to our follow up to our weird toe discussion, what is the theme and or topic of the week? I mean, I know we had a couple you wanted to talk about. Twilight. Well, I had one question and it kind of relates to Halloween. Okay, that's fair. Go ahead and ask your question. And then we can get over this question because I I think that it might get too heated. (laughs) Um, 
but we'll get over this and then we'll go into I, I, I think you had a topic well I, and I know what you're about to ask and so I actually don't know your answer so I really do want to know okay go well are you team Edward or are you team Jacob from Twilight I'm concerned because I'm team Jacob and I'm really concerned that you're team Edward right now oh my god are you team Edward why are, why are you team Jacob um have you always been team Jacob always always um i don't know i just thought that he was better in every way like all edward does is stare at her in weird ways for a long time before they get together he's too old to be in school he's pale and he sparkles and that's weird jasper's weird his whole family's weird jasper and alice are related or not they're not related but like the way that they come off as related in the beginning when they're like all these people are siblings okay stop 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 Hold up. Did you only watch the movie or did you read the book? Oh, I watched the movie. I didn't read the books. This is an unfair conversation. I read the books to the point that the day that Breaking Dawn Part 1 came out, I was in L.A. and I cried because I wanted to go to Barnes & Noble so bad. And, like, my mom's friend bought me the book. I stayed up reading it in the bathtub. I was also in eighth grade, okay? <laughs> eighth grade. Wow, really? Yeah, and then it was, like, so big. It was 2008. I think it came out. Yeah, because my freshman year was 2010. Yeah. Oh, dang. I'm looking at my bulletin board, but I don't see it anymore. But I used to have my um, passes up on it from the movie premieres. So I went to like the night before premieres for like half the Twilight. Um, but yeah, no. I went to those two. It's okay. I'm surprised I didn't see you. I probably did in a sea of white people. I mean, with all the movie theaters in town, of course, we would pick the same one, mm -hmm. right? I know we did. Uh, I know the one that I went to, I believe it was, uh, Arden. I <gasps> See, to. I went to Arden. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry, headphone users. This is great. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me, let me wait, wait, wait. lay this down. First yeah. of all, as an adult. Does reading the book make you have a different stance? I don't know. It's been a very long time. Okay. But I do know a lot more details and the movie leaves the movies. So when the first one came out. Um, I remember I went with like my one of my really good friends at the time and we went with her family and we left but like right beforehand we were so excited we were saying like what we thought was going to be in the movie and we were super excited to see the scenes play out and I think this is like any book to movie adaptation um, for the most part and so we watched it and I remember being really upset by some of the lines that weren't in it um, so I have feelings for that mm, okay part of it i was a team edward for sure 100 percent can't deny it i can see it but as an adult who gets cold now all i can think of why would i give up a heated mm -hmm. blanket mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay okay um but also jacob just really irritated me because it was when i <laughs> when i read it when i was younger i was like oh my God, he's literally only being this annoying because he's like showboating to like piss mm. Edward off. It wasn't even really about her. Um, yeah. Now that I'm older, I kind of see like a lot of the unhealthy habits, obviously in the dysfunction of the whole universe of that world. But um, yeah, I get that the storyline was like, oh, they're together, but they're adopted. It's so weird. Like I get that that is bizarre. The whole okay. family was bizarre from the very first but, moment. Yes, 
But, and in the movies, they had Emmett carrying around a bag of eggs. I want to clarify, I believe that did not happen in the book. (laughs) But also, you have to realize, like, Jacob's wolf pack also had some weird shit going on. Yeah, and I, the only reason that I would not be, (laughs) the only reason I would not be Team Jacob is because he runs up and he says, Bella, where the hell have you been, look? (laughs) And that, oh my, that line, that line kills me. Okay, but here's the other thing. This is what I'm going to also say. Why would you pick Jacob if he didn't imprint on Bella, meaning Bella was not his person? Right. So if you pick him, you are essentially saying, like, yeah, you be the second. You be that second person. And when the real person comes along, which ends up being your daughter. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So I'll pick Team Edward. But I feel like Jacob was just always the good friend that was there to rely on when, like, you know, she didn't know all the intricacies of, like, what the hell was going on when he was dipping out and leaving the town. And, like, some of the stuff he did, she didn't know. But he was always there. He was a stable friend. He was a stable friend. Jacob is the nice guy that goes, I was really nice to you. And now you disappeared. And, you know, you really lost out. You know? <laughs> you know that kind of nice guy? Yeah. I do. So again, freaks out like that is the nice guy like that, right? And you're not his person. <laughs> he didn't imprint on you. Well, that's a whole other conversation. But also, did you see her give birth? Why would you want to have that kind of birthing experience? Just pick the wolf. I didn't say you had to be pregnant by Edward. Just pick the wolf. Like, oh, God. She she died. She, they did a good job making her look kind of dead, but they did a horrible job with that CGI baby. You know it was a doll, right? Yeah, I did see that like recently. I didn't know the whole time, but I saw oh, it pretty wow. recently. Um, but they, it was a good doll. They did a good job. But like for the way that that baby, Renesmee. Ooh. I know. It's like, dude, why not just put the money into the doll? Ooh. She was horrible. I mean, I mean, not the ball, uh, make the child a doll. Yeah. They had many other options. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for humoring my question. Wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about, like, besides the movie, how come, (laughs) how come Jacob's white? Does he not seem like he should be Native American or mixed or something? Like, can you believe he is a white man? Oh, a hundred percent. When they say the res. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, that's a whole thing. That's. That's just whitewash casting at that point. And I mean, honestly, Hollywood. Bella, <laughs> where the hell have you been, Loka? That's <laughs> so bad. It's such a bad line. Yeah, and it's. Uh, Bella, where you been, Loka? It's so bad. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. What's the topic, the real topic? I, I know we wanted to make this kind of a more serious episode because we were thanking people and stuff, but we didn't really go serious. Yeah, it's it's the seriousness is gone, so I don't really want to talk about my topic anymore. Wait, what was it? What was it? Um, anxiety. <gasps> I have that. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about like anxieties we've overcome, but I think that would be a good one for next week where we can have some time to get into it. Well, okay. Or what? I don't know. We're, we can do it now. We have Yeah, time. we're here now. So now I'm just like, let's just do it. 
Okay. You want to start then? <laughs> Give me a, a... Oh, no. You wanted. So, I... Are you having anxiety? Well, <laughs> I'm thinking about when I called you and told you that this was a thought that I had this week. And you were like, what made you think of that? And I was like, well, I was going poop. <laughs> I was I had to go poop and it made me think of anxiety because I used to have so much poop anxiety. <laughs> I used to never want to. Is there a word for that? Uh, poop anxiety? I don't know. I hate that word. I don't know. Actually, you poop, Google it. Yeah, poop anxiety. Google that shit. <laughs> I don't know if there's a word for it, but I know there's a whole psychology around it and they talk about it a lot. Like being anal retentive. I mean, anal retentive, I guess, would be the proper way to say it. Um, Wait, there's a whole psychology study on this? Like, not being able, like, having anxiety to, like, not be able to poop in public or in general. Well, I think it's from... Do people have anxiety about pooping just, like, in general? Yes. Yes. Do you have that? Like, even when you're at home? No. Okay. But I did. Okay. I did have it what? Uh, when I was, when I would be out in public, I wouldn't want to go. And so, because I right. didn't want to do it, like... We've talked about that before. But because I didn't want to do it for eight hours at school... um. It, you don't get to just get go home and all of a sudden you're like, okay, body, let's go. You know, like you've already messed up your whole body by holding it in for that amount of time. So then that anxiety yeah, my continues. My mom would give me espresso shots. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> because I would do that. And then i get really sick. But I, <gasps> I couldn't go. I couldn't go. Espresso and shots? So, yeah. You know how like it, what an undertow is? Do you know what that is? Yes, and they're delicious. <laughs> Okay, so for those of you that don't know, an undertow is a shot of espresso with some, like, flavor and, like, cream on top, and you just take it like a shot, but the milk's on top of the shot, so it cools it down. Yeah, I would, my mom would be like, do you want to get a dopio? And that's a double espresso, and I'm like, okay. That's crazy. Down it, and then I'd be in the bathroom for two hours at home. No, that's crazy. Um, no, I just suffered for a long time. Is that why I'm the shortest person in my family? Oh, mm, you're not even short. Does coffee really stunt your growth? Yeah, it does. Oh, no. It really does. <clears throat> okay, so. But yeah, no. Talk it's, about your anxiety. It's a whole psychology. I think it's Freud who talks about like the stages of development. And there's like a stage in your childhood mm -hmm. of where you become either anal retentive or anal expressive, I think. Where you're just like okay with going all the time. And it's that like oh, secure. I got to interrupt again. I've got to interrupt again. What? Holy shit anal retentive yeah people be like you're really anal retentive like about a personality like, overly critical yeah. yeah yeah it's but it's really about like not being able to poop it's well it's all related right because i was anxious so i'd be anal retentive and so it's about being type a and anxious and holding things in because you always want it to be a certain way it's all connected it's like all about that type a personality I had no idea yeah. that, that word was literally associated with the not being able to poop. Yeah, it's rooted in like childhood. It's I, I think it's like a like around two to four years old. You're supposed to. That's when you figure out if you're anal retentive or not, and like if your baby goes in their diapers or if they potty train easily. If they potty train easily, then they're not anal retentive. They're probably gonna be more laid back if they um, hold it in longer and they wait and they don't like they just don't potty train as easily. It's like you're more anal retentive. There's this whole thing, and then that's your like personality for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's a whole thing. 
I'm texting my mom. It also, <laughs> I'm texting my mom. She's like, I will give you coffee so you are no longer an anal type of personality. <laughs> Didn't work. Um, it also relates to OCD, like in your adulthood. So, uh, and probably ADHD in some ways. I got them all. Um, I think I have them all, but I've already talked about this before. My mom didn't want me to be diagnosed with ADHD because my brother was so overdiagnosed and then overmedicated about it. Anyway, so I'm not diagnosed with anything formally, but I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure I have ADHD, ADD, probably a sprinkle of autism. And I'm, I'm definitely anal retentive. So anyway, I've overcome all of this. (laughs) I'm a new woman and I can poop. That's all I've learned. Um, yay (laughs) wow yeah i don't know what to say to everything you just said in a matter of like 45 that was a lot it was a long journey um that was a lot i don't know i told my friend one time and she worked at starbucks and she'd be like we have the best bathrooms and they're single stall and you could just lock the door and there's another one so no one has to wait for you you should just start with no start with going at starbucks and we and so i did that and like Starbucks is where I got introduced to public poops and feeling comfortable with it. And like I also had a thing with like cleanliness and not wanting to sit on toilets. Like there were so many reasons. Okay, I'm going to say this. Okay. First of all, I hate it anywhere that somebody can just jiggle the door. That upsets <laughs> me. If I have to say somebody is in here, instant no for me. Yeah, but I will say our current job has really been a beautiful experience oh, yeah. because our population really does not think of that kind of well, not that they don't think of that stuff. That's really overgeneralizing, but a lot of the students that we work with do not think like poop anxiety, I guess. And so, like, I've walked in and it's just very loud and expressive in there, and um. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. Like, it is a bathroom. Everybody should be doing it. So, like, it's gotten me softer to the idea. Um, And, I mean, I was the same way with the cleanliness part. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I also, when I was younger, didn't understand how STDs worked. And so I thought, um, oh, my God, my dad texted me back. I I was easily potty trained. Mm. Interesting. I love that my dad texted back first. (laughs) That's hysterical. Uh, he just, I literally just said, uh, to both of them, I copy and pasted it. I said, random question. Was I easily potty trained? Yep. Well, that's good. We should do like a, an analysis or some quiz or something on how that relates to our personality. I want to ask him if my brother was, but I don't need to out him on here. Yeah, no. I'm sure he was, but, um... So you just wanted to talk about anxiety relating to using the public bathroom. Well, I wanted to talk about anxieties we've overcome. Well, you know what word? Actually, I had a lot of anxiety about people saying. Moist. It like really. (laughs) Huh? I thought you were going to say moist. No, moist didn't bother me. But just like how people. I don't know if that like induces anxiety in people. But just like even just talking about bathroom habits. Like it made me so incredibly uncomfortable. That, like, I would get anxious from it. Mm. And, like, I remember my senior trip, uh, one of the, like, guys I was in high school with <laughs> found that out. And the entire bus ride to, like, Disneyland was, like, poop. Mm. I was, like, I'm going to cry. Mm. I'm going to cry. While we're watching Frozen and you're just yelling poop, I'm going to cry. 
Oh, back to what you said, though. Um, our job, that definitely helped with, mm-hmm. with my... Now I don't want to say the word. <laughs> my bathroom anxieties, too. But not in the way that it helps you. Oh, you can you. say the word. I'm chilling. Good. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's good. You're, you're older now. You should... You got to work on that. I mean, sometimes it does inflict, like an annoyance on me but uh, we've said it i've said it so much we're used to it today all right well um but yeah our job helped me not in the same way that it helped you like being around the students that are comfortable but um the bathrooms there's a lot of private bathrooms and also working there having access to when we were back in the dorms because they live on campus having access to all the cleaning supplies so either being able to clean it first um because i wanted to or like being able to go in my own private bathroom and then now i work up in the offices Mm -hmm. in the admin office where no one else is there on my um shift because i don't work business hours and so i know the janitorial service has just cleaned it um and so i'm Mm -hmm. the only the first one Mm -hmm. to use it and yeah so that helped a lot have you noticed i always use uh like the bathroom that the security don't doesn't use Mm -hmm. yeah Oh, okay yeah Yeah. that's why well okay so what's another anxiety you've overcome i'm trying to think oh oh i have a good one for you yeah okay go okay um do you remember like a few years back where okay so a few years back my anxiety just was super unmanaged horrible And just, like, the idea of going to somebody's house that I hadn't been around for, like, years would bring me to tears, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And now I do. I just go to Now I do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I overcame it. Maybe just the medication. That's what I was going (laughs) to ask. But that's a big thing. Being properly medicated is huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely... I think I've been pretty open on here. Um, You know... If medicine is something that you want to explore, I, I have, that's another thing. I had really mm. bad anxiety over medication. Taking antidepressants and stuff was a huge thing for me. And I mean, I still is, but I, and I'm working through that. So I'm on my way to overcoming it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I did a twofer. Your turn. You're doing a lot of furs. <laughs> Three first, four furs. This year's been a lot of growth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's reminding me that I think, I don't think I've realized it, but I think I have anxiety around therapist oh a thousand percent you do I'm gonna go ahead yeah. And yeah 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 Welcome i've never i've never thought about it um i know i haven't looked for one and i've made a million excuses but i'm just realizing it's probably an anxiety which is interesting because my mom's a therapist and i'm like well, therapists are fine and cool or whatever but <laughs> well okay and then let, let's dive a little deeper though on like what anxiety what you mean by anxiety right oh i mean so, like be- i don't want to see one i don't want to talk about everything i don't want to bring things up i don't want to look up my insurance to find one i don't want to deal with the costs of having a therapist all of it right right but what feeling does that invoke in you like do you know what's hidden behind your anxiety like what does anxiety feel like to you right right um no i at this moment no because i'm just realizing it on the mic uh but it's definitely like making my heart beat and i feel like ooh, that's it's making me nervous and uh a little fearful so no i'll have to do you have diagnosed like anxiety or do you just have anxiety i have diagnosed nothing undiagnosed diagnosed nothing um okay yeah i uh like in my younger days if there was something that my parents thought was happening that i should be diagnosed about they were like hey we recognize Mm -hmm. this but also like 
you're fine live your life and so i'm kind of like that of like everybody's got mm. things that could be diagnosed but like does it matter if you can get through and so back then it was like oh sh- i have a's and i do sports and i do all these things and i have friends like who cares right. like it was never nothing's ever been diagnosed so as i get older it's really just like me sitting there being like oh wait this gives me anxiety or this i feel really sad i think this might be an unusual amount of sadness this feels like depression but like nothing's ever been diagnosed for me and i've never talked to like a therapist about it you know well the reason why i asked that and like i think you should when you feel ready and if you're up for it go get whatever testing needed. if someone could tell me like hey your insurance accepts this person and you can literally go see them tomorrow i would i just don't want to do any of the steps it takes to get there because i feel like it's gonna be a lot of work once i am there I will do it for you <laughs> just because like, I, I mean this and like the, with how much I went through at the beginning of this year that pushed me into therapy. And then, you know, realistically I'm six months into it and I know that there's still a lot to do. I know that I I just know a lot more and I also, you know, overcame so much already. Um, and I have, a lot to do still but I think it's so worth it and I think that it's like I told you like um when I started my antidepressants that like click moment I had Mm -hmm. and it's it's life-changing like I I think for the first time I can really understand what that word means of like being life-changing and I want that for you like as your you know best friend like I just want I want you to experience that life doesn't have to be if if you feel anywhere a fraction of how I feel like life doesn't have to be the way it was right yeah and I I want to go because I just think it's good for everybody like even if you think there's nothing bad going on or create or like wrong or anything like that I don't think it's bad to just have someone to talk to that's like an unbiased third right. party right um well and like it takes the other thing too is like it takes time to get used to your therapist like I know I make jokes about mine and because I love her, um, but I had I had therapy last week and because um, I, I go biweekly, so I go twice a month. I had it last week. Sometimes it ups depending on like how bad I'm feeling and stuff or her schedule or anything. But I went last week and I went on my lunch break and I walked in, sat down, and just like blurted everything out. And it made me like afterwards I reflected on it and I was like oh my gosh, even a month ago, like I would have done pleasantries for like five minutes before just unloading. And I was like, nope, I have an hour. Here we go. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. Jump, jump, jump. And I actually got my first like, wow, you did it. Like, <laughs> moment too. like but that's huge. Yeah. Like it is. But like, I just, that's why I wanted to ask, like, you know, what does anxiety feel like for you? And even your depression, like, I feel like I know that like there's markers for it, but, um, like I'm just interested to see like what that, that aspect if you're what that looks it. like yeah and I that's why that's another thing is I don't feel like I've ever had anything so intensely that it's I need help right now and I really need treatment which is another reason why I've been yeah. able to be like oh well you know like I, I seeing someone would be cool but like uh, I work through it all like nothing ever okay, feels so that ask- big like bigger than life where I'm like I can't get through this right so let me ask you about let me ask you this do you feel like, oh, I can get through this. This is not so big because you feel like you're shoving it away and not dealing with it or because you've dealt with it and you're still unhappy with it, but you can move forward? Uh, 
I would say A, I do shove things and compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. B, I think there's some bits of dissociation that happen, but I'll come back to it. Um, and then C, I think that it's not like I'm sad, but I can work through it. I think a lot of things in life to me are very minimal. Like there's in the grand scheme of life, what happens in a day is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Or there can be like some really bad things, but I'm like, that's just what happens. Like I'm okay with things not always being great because that's just there's highs and there's lows so i think that a lot of things aren't like that deep to me and that could be a little bit of attachment but i really think i like process things and like it's just it's okay for it to not be that bad like i'm so impressed because i feel like that's like i think because i'm clear-minded now and just like my whole fog of emotions again medication great Mm -hmm. um I know we've talked about this stuff before, but hearing that now in the state of mind that I am, I see how differently like we viewed stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think we have similar overlaps and like shit happens. But that was just a really interesting thing you said. Yeah, my life is just one big like oh shit happens and then move on. Like a lot of things. It takes a lot for me to really, really be upset and like to sit on it and for it to bother me that much. See, ugh. I don't, I don't really know the appropriate response to that, but like just being the selfish person I am, I'm going to bring this to (laughs) me. Um, I just can't imagine saying that. Like I can't like, well, I can, um, I'm getting jumbled. So, okay, let me take it before I started medication. It wasn't like, oh shit happens in my life. It was just a very like everything was a downward spiral for me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a downward spiral of like, just, I mean, how many times have I I called you in the, like something super small in the big scheme of things where you've had to like sit there and be like, calm down. Like it's fine. And I'm sitting here just sobbing. Cause I'm like, this is it. This is the end of everything. And it's because my anxiety has run me such a crazy spiral down into like weird. um, Sometimes there's self negative talks. And then sometimes there's just like, you're never getting out of this. Mm-hmm. You are never living a life where you will be any remotely like percentage of happy. So it's all one it big like, like shit storm versus like things yeah, like, like things to me are in sections. Like if you had a bad day at work, right. that's a bad day at work. You don't take work home and like whatever. Like if mm-hmm. I had a bad fight with my boyfriend, we had a bad hour or we might have a bad next 10 hours, but our relationship as a whole isn't bad. It doesn't all compound to me. Yes. But I will say this, the one place I've never had anxiety where it, where it feels like it's all just shit is, um, like my root people. Mm -hmm. So like my, like my best friends, my like really close family. And then my partner never once have like, there might be moments where like in my relationship, like I feel anxiety or I feel like I mess something up or, you know, it's a really bad month, but I've always been able to be like, my partner is not my happiness, but I'm happy when I'm with my partner, even when I'm upset. Interesting, but only in certain aspects. But other ones, it's like everything is really, really bad in the end of the world. My like my my action, my role and stuff, I think is the bad thing in any situation. And I fear people's reactions to me because I didn't see myself as being worthy of um, taking space and showing emotion. 
my needs were never like a top of my priority mm-hmm. as much as like you could preach it and I'd be like, oh, I'm setting a boundary. I'm doing this. Like none of it was real follow through because my brain would always bring me back to a spiral where it's like, you will never be good enough for this person. You'll never be good enough for this friendship. You'll never be good enough to be in any moment right now. Okay. But now again, being on the medicine, I have a different take on it where I can sit there and be like, I had a not so great day at work uh, yesterday, right? Mm-hmm super exhausted all of this stuff I cried three times in the bathroom at work you know and my depression is still very much there but my mindset's just a little bit stronger against it so even when the tears are coming and I'm sitting here going oh my god like you are that situation that you're gonna that I normally would think about for like four days I was able to just be like what can you change in this moment okay I can go establish with this person if I came off this way and then move forward yeah does it mean it doesn't pop into my head sometimes? No, it does. But it's not the cause of a spiral. Okay. That makes sense. It's totally different than like, you know, how my brain processes, which is really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we've talked about it before, but I've never been able to connect the differences. Mm-hmm. And that's because I have a clearer mind right now. Like, it's interesting for sure. Therapy and medicine for me was the right path see and i never feel like i get so overwhelmed with something where i can't talk about it and like as long as i can talk it out then i'm like okay it'll be fine if it's something that bothers me for days on end then i'm like okay i have to talk to this person see that's wild like it's so it's so something i'm learning is that so just for like you guys um these are real conversations that we always have like outside the mic and stuff but to give context like i started my medication you know within the last oh I think I'm going on my second month of it um Mm. so I'm still actually adjusting to it um but there was this moment that I was driving and I was getting on the on-ramp of the freeway and it was almost as if somebody and I swear this is like the weirdest description but it's like somebody turned on a light everything got brighter and it felt euphoric it it felt like I was on drugs and I sat there and I like looked at my boyfriend because you were (laughs) I know right but it's what it was and so I looked at him I go you know do you feel that is that my medicine what is this and I ended up having therapy that day thankfully went into therapy and I cried and I just said it feels like I'm on drugs and she goes your your brain's balancing out like your hormones your chemistry like you're you're balancing out and this is how people live Mm -hmm. and I was like holy shit you're telling me that no one else thinks this way like not no one else but like but the average person yeah so it's like even if you have a touch of any any sense of like anxiety or depression um we had two opposite sides of it right so like the other thing with mine to be really candid and you know trigger warning i guess um you know my depression did include suicidal thoughts and um the want to not be here and it it would be from if I dropped a spoon when I was already having a bad day I would just be like it's like why am I worth even holding this spoon like why am I worth standing in this moment but like it sounds like for you you're like man I dropped this spoon this is just a shitty part of my day And then I'd be over it tomorrow. I'd be like, well, tomorrow is going to have to be better because you can't. This is this sucks. And then I'd be over it. You have great coping mechanisms. Like I applaud it. Like that's just it's it's fascinating. Just 
even talking to you now because I know like uh in the beginning of our podcasting you know in February and stuff we kind of touched on a little bit of things and I kind of want to go back and listen to some of the old I know and I'm like curious yeah because I'm it makes me wonder like you know I'm like am I saying anything differently or are you just receiving differently yeah and that's what I'm thinking I'm like well I want to know what you were saying because it's like that's growth either way for either of us you know but that's wild we should do our next episode on depression and anxiety yeah like full like i know we went over on this one that we normally don't go this long but it's an extra long episode today you guys it's a good one though it's it's a good discussion and it's very cool um i think it's cool to be inside of your mind too because i'm also wondering like when you're like you know the light turns on we've of course talked Mm -hmm. about it off the mics like you said but when the light turns on and then your therapist is like yeah like this is what it's like for other people i'm i'm like am i am i this average type of person where it's not that bad ever like is that normal (laughs) or i don't i don't you know i guess i don't know what normal is or if there even is a normal i don't know but i will warn you like if you if you do you know, and I want to talk to more people with depression that like have this moment because like, so I was like talking to my mom pretty recently and one of the things I was telling her was that like, there was a really rough period in my life when like my boyfriend and I had broken up and he was my first love, like this whole thing, you know, and um, he he's the love of my life and you know, we're back together now, thankfully we're older and definitely learned from um, some choices that we had made and and don't like to say mistakes as often but in that my parents were just trying to love me and you know be a part of whatever I was feeling and support me and I was telling her I said the reason why we butted heads and like I couldn't meet them and tell them what I needed is because reflecting on it where I'm at now in my life like I was so severely depressed that I didn't even know that that wasn't normal. I And I just told her that. I said, I thought everybody lived their life like this. And so, you know, fast forward to where I am now. Like, I know I have, like, eons of ways to go. But Don't we all? it's a very sad moment when you have that moment with your therapist where things are connecting and clicking. And that light switch flips on. And it's a beautiful moment. But it's also very sad because it, it's a similar thought to what you're saying of, are like are people actually able to have something go bad and like cope with it or do people just not have bad things happen like not like like nothing bad ever happens but like like i don't know it just it's very fascinating yeah it's like were you really that depressed or am i really am i really delusional like what what's right no i i think that well and here's the thing knowing you um i'm I'm going to say something so then uh, stop me if you feel like it's too personal for me. Probably won't be. But I, yeah, with you, you also have like dark periods where you have to drop and just be a down. Mm -hmm. So I think that if, and I don't want to say the word normal, but if like the average person's feeling I don't think has those drop days. Yeah. I think that that's like that touch of depression that I was talking about. Like, I think that that exists in yeah. me, but I think that the fact that I can 
get myself back out of it at some point is why I'm like, okay, I would like to have a therapist, but then I like get out of it and I'm like, well, it's over. So, and I, I also think about that if I had therapy and I had a therapist and I'm scheduling an appointment one day and then, you know, it's a month later and I'm fine again. Like, do you just reflect on it all the time? Are you ever at- actively working through it in the moment? Um, Ooh, I, I have an oh, answer. I oh, have an answer. you look like you are stemming. <sighs> Go ahead. Well, I was. Um, so I talked about this a little bit. So the reason, the, the thing that convinced me to go on the medication, right, was because I was talking about that with my therapist. And I said, you know, and again, like this is for me, guys. Everybody else is different. And so my answer might not actually be an answer. But essentially, when I hit my lows. So back in February, I had unfortunately been a part of the discovery of a dead body of somebody that a group of us knew and um that is a very hard thing for me and that shoved me very far into my depression and I'm genuinely like inch centimeter by centimeter crawling away and out of that but in this I was talking about it with my therapist and I said I just am too low and she goes when you take that medication it kind of um it brings you up and it gives you that safety net. So you kind of like bounce in it and it pushes you back. Mm -hmm. Right. So my dog just snored so loud. I don't know if you can Mm -hmm. hear it. It was, it sounded horrifying. I couldn't hear it. (laughs) But in it, when you're bouncing back from it, you're kind of able to just still reflect and talk. Right. So if you have dips, you're supposed to start to track those and notice those. Like, are they a hormonal dip? So like, are you getting your dips and your depression when you're getting your period or around the time you're supposed to get it? Cause I know that you have a weird one, yeah. but, um, that could be like hormonal based and hormonal based, or you could have like biological based where it's like genetically passed down and you're predisposed to it. Is it situational? Oh, I'm predisposed based? to so, a lot of things. I don't know. So in that, <laughs> you might just have dips where you need to talk it out. And so maybe it's you go every like time you're having just a bad episode. Maybe right. it's you're going, maybe you're going to start working on it. So when you hit those lows, you have your strategies. So maybe you're going for seven months to develop and start practicing these self-care strategies. So they're ready and in your tool belt to apply when you have a dark period. Yeah that's that's food for thought right because i never thought about that and i've also never thought about the fact that i could probably talk to somebody about like hey what if medication would be helpful at this point in time like are there things that don't need to just build up in your system and that work you know for that day or for that period of a month or a week or whatever i'm also going to challenge this too i want i would say this because this is something that they told me around this time when they're also pushing me on the medication or pushing for me to take Mm it um you also have to start learning is it anxiety causing your depression or are they two separate things? Because if it's anxiety that's causing this low, maybe it's just you have an anxiety medicine that you take when you feel the anxiety building. Mm. But that's where you'd go and talk to your mental health professional. You talk to your doctor. You talk to whoever your care team is that you feel safe and comfortable with. And that goes for everybody out there. But um, that's just something that came up in my journey. So if it gave anybody a... you know. My family doesn't talk emotions very much. We're very stoic people. Um, But I think it'd be interesting to A, address that, but B, have my mom on who is a therapist who I've never like had the conversation with, right? Like, hey, mom, why haven't we talked about this? Like, this is what you went to school for. You see 
people about this. Let's talk about oh, it. Maybe I'll be sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> you said, hey, mom, come on this podcast so I can question you <laughs> about everything. Which is great. No, but I'd want to ask her some general general therapy questions. She's not like other therapists. Um, but yeah, just general questions of like, hey, when you've had people who are going through this, um, mm-hmm. you know, just just general stuff, not even necessarily digging into our whole family history because no, there's I so much love, there. I would love for your mom to come on. Genuinely. She's also really uh, like they, her mouth is wild. So it would be quite an episode. Her mom, you guys, I went through our Instagram to gain followers and I was cleaning it up and there was a post and her mom was going wild in our comment section. And I love it. I love your mom. She's crazy supportive, but crazy. Like there's, we think we're an unfiltered podcast. She is the mother of unfiltered. We wouldn't, we would need to filter that podcast. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Like it might need some editing. We'll be like, cut you guys. We'll be, we'll be back. But anyway, wow, what a long episode we had today um, and a really good talk. I always like these kinds of talks, honestly. It's crazy that we started out today talking about Team Edward or Team Jacob and then went into this. But, you know, I didn't expect this episode to be this long either. So you guys get it definitely a treat. I told you maybe we should save it for next week, but it really it really was a good one. It was just a flow because, I mean, honestly, if we if we're going to be honest with you guys, we probably would have ended the podcast and still continue the conversation. And we probably still will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe this will be a part two or part three, I guess. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, we changed our Twitter name. Oh, we did. It's tangible tea pod pod tangible tea pod. That's what it is on Twitter. (laughs) We're still the same on uh, TikTok and instagram tangible thoughts podcast and i think that's all we're, we're on right now don't look for us anywhere else <laughs> you can email us though yes you can email us. tangible thoughts podcast at gmail.com um and if you forget any of this find one of our socials and you'll see our link tree which has everything including our rss feed if you want to share that yeah heck yeah and thanks for all our new listeners and um if this was your first episode you jumped into dang you got a funny and a heavy well you got like a it's not really funny you got like a mild it's like really hmm, funny. Ha, ha, ha. you got a good funny Chuckle. intro joke and you got a look into who we are that's for sure heck yeah um yeah and if you guys don't celebrate celebrate halloween in your country just look it up because then you'll understand the jokes <laughs> all right we'll see you guys next time See ya, see ya. Bye-bye.